Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks podcast live from Central California. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Yeah, I'm going to make some noise. I'll push past the pain and my wounded pride. Ted says I'm supposed to clap once. Why? Because if you have to line up your audio afterwards, if you clap, it's an easy way to line up the clap with the noise. So, I don't know. It's a 21-gun I thought the clap thing podcasting. was a bad thing, like if you had to clap. No. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't say I had to clap. I said uh, I have to clap. You're just missing the point. Oh, okay. Well, I just... Okay. Can I, can I start now? Uh, yeah, go right ahead. Welcome to the KGXT Studios, live 200 feet below occupied California. We're bringing to you the Gen X Talks podcast as Gen X mom. Uh, boy, decoratively in brown. I wouldn't paint a it's car brown. It's my Wonka brown. bar shirt. My God. And Nobody me, even knows Gen what X that guy. means. Well, if, if okay, anybody who's listening or watching, if you don't know what a Wonka bar is, Hang up. Leave. <laughs> we don't need you here. I promise you. You're not, not going to understand. Not the new movie. The old version movie. Well, it wasn't. Okay. The old one was, was Willy. Wait. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And the Chocolate. But the new one was something different. They called it Charlie's Chocolate Factory or oh, Charlie's. Oh, I didn't realize that. But Yeah, they changed the name. Okay. Well, so if I'm just you saying. don't know what a Wonka bar is, that's what's on my shirt as a Wonka bar. So everybody stare at my wife's shirt so you can understand what a Wonka bar is. I've had people ask when I've worn this out in public <laughs> what a Wonka bar sure, is. Sure, it's not just an excuse to stare at your boobs. No, but I was like, <laughs> you don't know what a Wonka bar is? Uh, we're not talking anymore. No, <laughs> no. but if a good-looking guy in his you know, mid-50s walks up, hey, Wonka bar. He's looking right at you. Yeah. You know, you're advertising. When, you, when a girl wears something on her shirt, you're, you're giving permission for guys to stare. You, you are. You guys stare no matter what. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't giving, have to have words on it. But, but that's true. But you're giving permission. You can't say anything then. Permission. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't be mad. I was just, I was reading. I was sounding it out. Took me a minute. Relax. That's all. I wasn't staring. I'm, I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> okay. That's what guys say. So, yeah, Loud Trouble LLC. Still sponsors the program. Big city moving, old-fashioned service. Good stuff there. And um, I don't know what else is going to... I was going to ask you something. Um, oh, no. Well, I can't get into that right now. <laughs> I'll just sit here. Just let me trip over my own self while you I'm going You could do another on. live stream. I'll just sit here as you just, just go off. Just do the whole thing. Good. You're supposed to be practicing not talking so much. Okay. Do you remember how that goes? That's for interviews. Aren't we kind of interviewing? Am I interview is that what this is? Am I interviewing you? We're having a conversation. Yeah. But in real life, in real life, you do talk a lot, and I just sit there and go, huh? Yeah, that's only okay. when you're, okay, let's be fair. That's only when you're being condescending to me. No, it's all the time when you have to explain something. You it goes have a on history and on and on and on. You have a history of interrupting people while they're talking. How can how on earth can you say that with a straight face that you just let me talk? I do pretty well with the podcast. Yeah. Oh, by the way, everyone, the over-under on yawning is nine. We'll see how many times she yawns during the podcast. <laughs> if you got place your bets now, is it going to be under nine or over nine yawns? That's hey, it's going to be a good one because we haven't been sleeping good, both no, of us. not at all. I had the weirdest night last night. Although, preface it, you weren't in pain. No, I was just tired because I walked. Yeah. I, did, I did my biggest walk yet since I've been on this new program. Yeah. I pushed myself every week. I pushed myself to do a little bit farther and I've been doing 30 minutes every other day, which yep. has been good. And so yesterday I kicked it up a notch and went 45 minutes. And this great app that I use is like you do a power walk and then you tone it down to yeah. like a casual walk. Then you power walk. Yeah, but you're missing the whole funny part of that app because, okay, first I called my mom today because I was driving around doing errands and I was trying to explain to my mother 
that my wife is a completely different person. Yeah. She's so much happier, so much healthier, so full of life. Everything's going well for her. And of course, my mother wants to know why. So we talked about Dr. McDreamy and Marcy and the program that you're on. And one of the things I tried to describe to my mother was your walking app, which you you didn't do it justice because you came home the first time you used it and you're all over me going, oh my God, this is so great. So this guy, he's like, his voice is in my ear and I'm walking <laughs> along and he goes, okay, now let's stop. Let's bend to the left. I let's wish bend I could to the tell right. what the app let's is. Let's bend to the left. Let's bend to the right. Okay, now let's pick up the pace. Walk a little it faster. It is, it's great. And you said... It, I, my first question was, okay, does that really help? Yes. And you said the stop, and when the voice tells you to stop and stretch a certain way, yes. bend a certain way, then continue, you said it 100% makes a difference, and it makes your walk go faster. Oh, yeah, totally. He's talking, or the girl, whichever one you choose, yeah. you're, you're hearing them, and they're talking, and we're talking about the song, and yesterday was 80s, walking to the 80s. Wow. Man, that was like... Just jamming. I was walking. I have one little phone headphone in, and then I can, you know, hear the traffic or whatever's sure. going on. But 45 minutes, I was getting tired near the end, but I pushed it. And then the coach is like having a trainer, but not having a trainer. You know, it's not like this person yelling in your I, ear. It's, I'm just glad you, you, I, the way you described it the first day was amazing. I wish I could tell the app, but we're not sponsored by them and they're yeah. a big company. So Fuck those guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm not giving them any free publicity. But um it's great. Um, Marcy's the one that turned me on to it, just yeah. so you know. And it helps a ton to keep going. And then it's like you're almost out and then it's like you can push it. You can do it more. <laughs> yes I can. And I'm like you just know go. You're gonna all the people that know you that are listening to this are gonna email you and go, hey what what's the app? Just I just know. tell me. You're gonna thirty emails that are all gonna be shh just just tell me. Oh, I would love to. I'll tell them. If they want to email uh, me, I'll email tell them. But anyway, so I did my biggest walk yet in like the last month, a uh, 45-minute walk. I did over 10,000 steps yesterday. Thank you for uh, for following one of my requests while you walk. What's and that? I, well, I told you to mix it up, change where you go, because in my thinking, if you just walk the same route every day at the same time, some stalker is going to notice your th and he's going to he's going to plan something to grab you at a certain point a certain time a certain place so I'm glad that you're mixing it up every day. You walk a different route at a different time. Yeah, that's good. That's Thank the you other. For doing that. You're welcome. There's that's the other plus of the app. I have to say. So you go out walking, and they announce when you're halfway, which oh. is absolutely amazing. So you could be somewhere and go, okay, turn around and go back home. <laughs> Literally, they say that. Turn around, and I'm like, that's great because it gives you a time to turn around and go back. And so, I had yeah. flashbacks when you said that of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> it sounded like your voice was, okay, here we go. That's how oh, they are. No, turn the way. It's, That's how they're doing it. It sounded like Dora the Explorer. But it's great because it just, it, it makes me feel good to go out there and I'm glad to be walking and the hips aren't hurting. So that's a big plus because that's what stopped me. So let's get back to the fact that you weren't you were not sleeping last night, but it wasn't pain. It was not pain. No. I was exhausted. I pushed myself a lot yesterday. So I go to bed, right? Yeah. And I get what I do three hours. Yeah. And so it's like around midnight or 1230 or something. I'm getting ready to go to bed. You get up. I popped you up like up, I had a dressed. nap. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, <laughs> I got stuff to do. I got to go to the office. I'm like, okay, you know, now it's like, I forget what time. It was either 12 or It was or midnight. One. I remember it was just after midnight and I didn't go to bed until three. Yeah. I got so much, you know, you can accomplish <laughs> so much when the house is when quiet. When people leave you alone. Yeah, but it's quiet. There's not a whole lot of traffic. You know, there's nothing going on outside and I was just jamming and it was good. Well, Deep in thought. I went to bed, I don't know, probably around one or one thirty. I finally crashed out and I've been having those stupid nightmare things. You know, I had uh, Mrs. Forwatt, and she was—I think she was going to try to solve my nightmares. Yeah. So she starts. She asked me a question. She goes, "What? What's the common thing you're, that's in all? Because this has been like six weeks of nightmares, right? And I can't get rid of the nightmares. They're very real. They're very upsetting. They're just exhausting to live through these nightmares. And I said, "Water." I said, "Water and Gen Z kid. Gen Z kids in a lot of them, but." The ones I can remember right now, they're always about some form of water. Maybe you're dreaming about Matthew Perry because he just drowned. 
In a hot tub? In a hot tub. But I've been doing this for six weeks. You, it was a premonition. Oh, so now, first, <laughs> <laughs> so first it's Matthew Perry until I re- politely remind you I've been doing this weeks before him. Now it's a premonition. Maybe what? Wow. Well, well, you've got all the bases covered. When you, when I'm you just got trying a point, to help. Yeah. You, I'm just trying to help. When you're trying to make a point, boy, do you make a point. I'm just trying to help. Well, can you tell us anything? Like one of them? Or you don't want to talk about it? Well, the last one I had. Because you might hit some hit home for some people that are out there. I doubt it. This was really dumb. Okay. I remember being on a big boat. And by big boat, I don't mean like a millionaire's boat. I just mean, you know, a, a bigger boat than you would probably have on most lakes. Okay. okay. And and I was, and it was in, it was in a slip. It was in a harbor. It was moored. And it was at nighttime. And it was weird because I think the dock had like lights under the water. So as you're walking on the piers, you're walking on the docks, you can see the, the light underneath you is lit a little bit, huh. you know, and it's nighttime. And I remember the kid was with me and there was some guy and he was like, I was like six foot four and he was like tan and muscular, long curly hair with a big, long curly mustache. And he was trying to kill our son. Oh, and he was walking, like he'd be on his boat a little ways away doing stuff, and he'd keep looking over. And then anytime our kid would walk away to do something, he'd run after him and try to kill him. And the kid would run back to the boat. Eventually, I got in a fight with the guy. And I know this is going to sound dumb. Unless you've ever been a great big fat person like me, this won't make any sense. But in my, you ever had a dream where you, where you're, you can't run? You're trying to run and you know your body knows how to run, but you just, you're walking like, oh my God, I can't run. I want to run, but I can't run. I need to run. And you just, you won't do it. So you, okay, I'm just going to walk fast. And you, that's the way it was for me trying to fight. I couldn't fight. I couldn't move my hands and arms fast enough to grab and do. It's like I had arthritis. Hmm. And I remember my dream going, I can't, I can't fight because I'm fat. I'm too fat. I can't fight. And I remember the, then we separated. We went back to our boat doing our stuff. The guy goes back to his boat. Then all of a sudden, I remember being on his boat. And he's running at me because he knows I can't fight. And I know I can't fight. I can't move. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to grab him. And I grabbed him. And I grabbed him by the hair. And I kept running his head into something metal. I don't know if it was a pole or oh. a shelf. And I mean, I just kept thinking... He's going to kill my son, and I'm going to kill this guy. So I did. I killed him, and I pushed him over his boat into the water. And I thought, okay, it's the middle of the night. We got some time. I'm going to get in our boat. We're going to leave. And within one minute, somebody found his body. <laughs> and was everyone was running up and down the docks trying to see... He was beaten to death. Go check everybody's hands for blood. And I'm like, God damn it, you know, because I'm covered in it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I woke up, but it's it, that was water. There was water What's around. It's so again. real. I hate those dreams that are like you're living it. It was it was horrible. And every dream I've had, I had one. Th- there's one dream that I've had my whole life, and this it was. I kind of remember it from like a month ago, where the kid was swimming in the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, and an alligator grabbed him. What? Yep. And I remember running out to where the shallows, like it was knee deep. And the alligator was thrashing our son. And I remember grabbing the alligator and picking him up out of the water. And I remember trying to open his jaws. I remember trying to put my thumbs in his eyes, anything I could do. And then I remember waking up. That that I, happens okay. every so often. No more Gator Chris. You can't no, watch him I anymore. Could. Gator Chris is cool, man. He doesn't no hurt. more Gator he Chris. He never hurts alligators ever or crocodiles at all. Whatever it was, that's the that's the thing. But those, it's always it seems to always have water in it, and a lot of the times it's about our youngest son. Mm-hmm. And the problem is is that the nightmares are now they've been going on for about five or six weeks. I'm now getting exhausted. Like last night, the, last night was a perfect example. Here it is, midnight. I don't want to go to sleep. Right. I don't want to sleep. I'm sitting there going. I'm kind of getting tired. I'm trying to keep myself awake because it's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Remember that movie when you fell asleep? Freddy came and attacked you. So kids were doing everything they could to not go to sleep. They were trying to stay awake in the movie because they knew when they went to sleep he had you. Yeah. He was in your dreams. He's going to kill you. Well, that's the way I feel. I know that there's going to be some nightmare. I don't want to go through it anymore. So now I've got this anxiety about going to bed because I don't want to. I figure if I stay up as late as possible, when I finally crash out, 
I will sleep so deep, I'm going to go right past the nightmares <laughs> and not and come out the other side. Or let's say if I stay up till 2 in the morning and I wake up at 6, okay, now I've only got four hours of nightmares to deal with. It isn't all night. So I'm shortening my sleep because so I don't have to I don't have to deal with nightmares. Mm, okay, that's yeah, interesting. I know that's not super. Mrs. Four was like, you know, that's not how this works <laughs> at all. And she was telling me like go take a Xanax, but you know I don't like pills. I hate pills. Yeah. I never take pills for anything unless I absolutely am forced to and I don't I don't I just don't want to. And then she's like, "Well, then like drink some whiskey or something." And I you know I don't I don't drink unless we're doing a show. I don't. I don't sit around and drink. No, I, you don't. When do I ever tell you pour me just a glass? I just don't do it. Nope. Only when you do the show. Yeah. So I just there's no real good answer. But I'm telling you right now, and I've never thought this was a gig. I am getting to the point where I'm afraid to go to sleep at night because I just don't want to. And you're, I'm a, I'm an emotional wreck when I wake up. I'm physically exhausted. My brain is going a million miles an hour. Am I really sleeping? Am I am I really getting some deep REM sleep if if I'm having these nightmares? No, that's how I was when I got had pain throughout the night. Is I I felt exhausted in the morning because I was fighting it all night. So I get it, but that's a different form of it. But I do get it. Well, you didn't have pain last night. You were just... I'm just tired. You know, I was talking to Mrs. Ford, and I said, oh, she's up. I go, I go. my wife's up and down. She goes, well, you know, Lionheart made a comment about her being an overachiever and trying to go. I said, yeah, it's more like she's got the... It's not like she's the A student out there. I must get downstairs and tackle my jobs. You're you're more of the one going, oh, my God, I've got so much stuff. I'm not going to get it done. i got to hurry. i got to do something. <laughs> Yours is more of the weight of responsibility is the yes, way I wrote it. Now. it is. It was just, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in my brain. So, yeah, my, my nightmares are not a good thing. I don't know if there's anybody that can fix a nightmare. How do you fix a nightmare? I don't know. You go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, a therapist, and let them work through Psycho all your stuff. Psychoanalyze you? Psychoanalyze you, yeah. That's a big word. That's a $7 word. That is a $7 word. I'm a $3 guy, so you just- So you can't do that one? Way over my head. All right. Yeah. So last Friday, I had my first interview. Well, sort of. You were a guest. Or a guest, not an interview. It was kind of going to be, you and Marcy were going to have some collaboration on and a guest on 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 all the the things we were just talking about the benefits of her program and how you're a better person. Okay, there's one yawn. <laughs> there's one. We're going for. I told you the over under's nine. There's one. Uh, um, we were. What it was was a discussion about uh, where I was to what I am doing now. What right. have changed and what she's done to help and to to promote her business, I guess, or her her job, what right. she does, and. Um, I thought it was a great discussion. We went off topic a few times. And, a few? But yes. But that was fine. It was just a discussion that what, it about life. It turned out to be two women just talking. No, it wasn't. Yes, it that was. That was your opinion. Okay. So I after the first hour went by, I went and sat outside your office, and I texted Marcy's husband, Dr. McDreamy, and I go... So this isn't turning out like it was supposed to. He texts me back and goes, are they ever going to shut up? I said, I texted back and said, I don't know. I got a show in three hours. If they're still talking three hours from now, I'm pulling the plug. Well, whatever. It's typical men just wanting us to get off. But it was really, it was nice. It was good. Um, I think we covered a lot of stuff. And at first I was kind of nervous because I'm usually not the one behind the camera. You know, you are. In front it's, of. Or front of, sorry, not behind, in front. But um, it was good. It was really fun. If, I can't wait for them to come uh, this, no, next month. Next month, yeah. Next month. Well, next month they're coming down because we're actually going to get three big chances in the studio with them here. One is everyone has been waiting for your cancer story from beginning to end yeah. as much as we can remember. And Dr. McDreamy's like, don't do that without me. Remember, we were gonna all we were gonna meet in Vegas and just record it in like a hotel room. He said, bring all your gear. Yeah. When I'm at because he was doing the fights, and he goes, when I'm doing the fights, I'll stop. We'll just set up your gear in a hotel room. We'll just talk about the whole. We'll get it done. And that never happened. We couldn't we couldn't make it work. Uh, we tried to a couple times, didn't pan out. And then, um, but he needs to be there for that. That's one. Yeah. Then, the end of that discussion will end up with where you are 
today and how Marcy is guiding your pain, which yes. is great. So I'm going to sit down with Marcy by myself, just her and I, and I'm going to lead her down a road of discussion. And she's going to have to explain everything like she's talking to a three-year-old, <laughs> like she's talking to a dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert. And if she dumbs it down for me so I get it, then everyone will get it. Yeah. The most interesting thing, though, is we, we had touched on it last Friday, is everybody's so different. And it seems like the medical world out there that we all go to just blankets everything. It's like yeah. a, it's everybody. If you talk to somebody our age, I bet you ninety five percent of us are on the same medication. Oh yeah, like yeah, like they just blanket policy. <laughs> I everything. think there's nine medications they rotate us all through. <laughs> yeah, so that was one of our discussions. Is the the tests those really deep tests that both of them did on me? I was so surprised how intricate and detailed it was that it pinpointed me yeah, and what I lacked. And I how was amazed. To be fair to the audience, she did blood work. Yes. She peed in a cup, and then she shit in a cup. <laughs> and Dr. McDreamy goes, once we know how your body is processing everything, yeah. I'm going to have an exact, I mean, there's no, there's nothing's hiding, can't hide anything from me. And I'm telling you, I thought, because it was expensive, I thought it was full of shit. I thought, here we go again. And it wasn't. Yeah. He he was not wrong. She was not wrong. And you are a completely different person. And I'm so thankful that I'm off some of the medications. I think I even feel better being off a couple of the medications that he took me off of. Yep. And how the supplements that I'm taking are taking the place of all that other stuff. And we have one more hurdle, which... I didn't realize that hormones have such a big effect on men and women. Yeah. That's another discussion. And how, you know, I, we talked about this, about when a woman goes into menopause, they just go, well, congratulations, you're in menopause and have on, a good time. See you on the other side. <laughs> yeah, you go ride that dragon and have a good time. But there's a lot of things that affect things along the way. We even discussed, which you didn't even bring up, was possibly the cause of the leukemia, the cancer, the cells changing could have been hormonal huh. because things shifted and my body was. Well, I know that talking something. to my mother today, which I taught, I mentioned that earlier. One of the things I said was my mom's like, what did you change? What did she change? <laughs> I said, okay, look, you're going to have to talk to my wife, but I know I'm going to mess this up. But as soon as Dr. McDreamy got back all the results, yeah. he said, okay, these couple medications your other doctor has you on, quit taking them. Mm -hmm. These supplements, which are not heavy medicines, no, take not. these. And I want you to stop eating a little bit of this and eat a little more of that. That was it. And then he said, let's see how you feel in a month. That yeah. was all he changed. Well, and that was you have to give credit to Marcy. He does the prescription-wise. Marcy's the one that does the nutrition and the diet end. Okay, I'm not giving Marcy credit for anything. Yes, this you is are. all him. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah, idea there, was... It's a team effort. It is, but the idea was there was just very, very solid, hey, quit taking these medications. Yeah. You don't need to. Grab these supplements. They're so much milder, and they'll work great. Yeah. And then... Change your eating just a little bit of this over here and a little add a little bit of that. And that was it. There was it was almost effortless on that part of it. Yeah. You and just, I have to do and I have to say, and I told Marcy this honestly, I've played with it a little bit. Like I went like a day or two. We had a birthday or before oh, our dog granddaughter's birthday. And I made the cake and yeah. I had the sugar. And you know, it was a little sugar heavy for and sure as shit the joint pain came back. Yeah. I was like, wow, that is just amazing. So I've played with a few things to see if, you know, if it was true or not. And, and it has. And so they're coming down. They are. And we're going to get, we'll get into we're going to get the cancer interview. Then we're going to get a one-on-one -on -one interview with Marcy so she can explain her whole thing. But then Dr. Yeah. McDreamy, who has worked for 25 years to become the premier fight doctor in Vegas, all the big fights, all the big the MMA, MMA events. Fights, He's boxing. the doctor that certifies them. Go ahead and fight. That's crazy, isn't it? It's a, it's incredibly cool. So really cool. he's going to sit down and he's got stories. He's got stuff to tell. I'm just going to have to wrestle the stories out of him. Some he won't want to tell. <laughs> he's not. He's going to say, "I can't talk about that." Yes, you can. And he doesn't realize he's got one big fan on the Gen X Talk staff. 
member. Yeah, huge. Yeah, a oh, huge. Yeah, Josh fan. Maddox sends me pictures of <laughs> MMA events and fights, and he's like, he takes snapshots. He goes, <laughs> yes, "Is he that does. him? Is that Doctor Madrimi? Is that the guy?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's him." He goes, "Oh, dude, I can't believe you know that guy." <laughs> yes, it's a big thing. He's going to be pretty excited to hear this. Interview. It should be a lot of fun, and um, I know. See, see. Right now, what we're like, we're like twenty five minutes in, yeah. and Doctor McDreamy's walking right now through his neighborhood, his brisk, crisp neighborhood in Doctorville, probably somewhere on Lake Tahoe, and he's walking right now. Listen to this. You know what he's saying? Is I'm not telling you shit. I'm not telling. I'm not telling you one goddamn story. I, mean, you, I think he is now. I think he's he'll, he'll he's tell, heading into retirement, which I think is good. He's worked pretty hard for all. He's going to be the fight doctor till he's seventy. What are you kidding me? That, but That's I'm talking his about passion. I'm I'm talking about the medical world. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll do that. So anyway, this whole thing is good. It's it's a real thing. It's really helping my wife. I've noticed a huge difference, and it all it's all going to come down to those that weekend, their four days, whatever it is, they're going to be here, and all the interviews and all the podcasts we're going to get done during that time. Yeah, we're going to be in really the studio a lot, a lot, all good content. It's going to be all yeah. great stuff. Yeah, but I also promised him Sunday uh, red zone with me. We have a date. Oh, for football? Yeah, him and I. Yeah, that figures. Football. I told him we could sit and watch football for seven hours instead of texting each other on a Sunday. <laughs> oh, so it's not a virtual date. It's a real date. It's going to be a real date on that Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, I have a date with him also. Oh, really? We're going to sit out at the fire and drink some hooch and have a cigar. I think that's great. So am I. I'm going to be there too. Whoa. And so is Marcy. Whoa. I didn't invite you out to my date. What are you doing? That's too bad. Well, then I'm going to sit with you and watch Red Zone. Yeah. I suppose. You I'll have how? a chaperone. <laughs> you see how Whatever. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, the look on your face was like, wait, 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 wait. So Halloween has come and gone, 2023. Yeah, it did. I was so shocked to receive two phone calls. One was from our daughter. <laughs> You've never had phone calls before? <laughs> no, from that conversations. Um, okay. Our daughter down south called and said that she took um, our granddaughter out trick-or-treating in a big neighborhood too that's not a small neighborhood no it, it is it's a big neighborhood mm -hmm. um and barely anybody was decorated the house or gave out candy she this said is, it was so she was more upset than our granddaughter to be honest well this is and they're inland from camp pendleton so it is a heavily residential yeah. neighborhood she literally took her and a girlfriend in the car and drove around trying to find houses that would give out candy and see it was the opposite now our neighborhood it suffered a little bit because of COVID and people, but people are putting stuff back up in our neighborhood. There's, there's a big, huge haunted mansion. Yeah. People still come to our house looking for our haunted mansion that yeah. we used to do. Our uh, Gen Z kids said that they remembered us from last year. There was a bunch of people that returned from last year, but I had about 350 pieces of candy and it all went. Yeah. In two hours. Yep. And that's that like, is a lot. And that's like one piece of candy per kid. We weren't yeah. giving out handfuls. There was there was easily over 200 and some kids for sure. Oh, I when we were doing the live stream, but when I went in there, I could hear kids screaming. and I, they, checked, I checked the security camera afterwards. Was there a lot? Yeah. If you scroll the security camera kind of fast, it just looks like ants <laughs> moving in and out, in and out, That's in good. and out. That's and good. the kid did his thing where he was lowering things on a string to scare people. And one of his friends was jumping out of a box to scare people. It was really a lot of fun. It was. The porch looked really good. I was really happy with all the decorations. But the other phone call I got was from our grandson. Now they're in Vegas. Yeah. Vegas. Yeah. I'm thinking Vegas would decorate. And, an, and, and another he goes to me, he's uh, five. He's a five are going to be six. And he says to me, or is he six turning seven? I can't remember. <laughs> he goes, Grammy, nobody was passing out candy. Aww. It was kind of sad. It was so his whole face is all And you demeanor. made him a custom bag. I did. And he was like, oh, mom put us in the car and we went out, but we had to find places too. But he, then he said, I guess his baseball team had like a trunk or treat thing at the baseball field which that was fine that was Good. last weekend but he was very disappointed because he remembers he's at the age where he remembers what it is yeah so yeah that was disappointing and i was like well my <laughs> like i hate to tell him that yeah. my area was good so. well and for any of you that are uh members of patreon or the general's lunchbox on facebook or if you're a youtube member we put up pictures Yes, we of did. all of how the house was decorated this year, and I put up 15 pictures of what it used to look like all the other years. <laughs> 
that we did stuff. So people got a really good idea of what our involvement in Halloween has been. Yeah. But that's for the for the member pages. So I cannot be your stylist anymore for you. I cannot add one more hat to my Gen X. What are you talking? St- I brush my own hair. What are you talking about? Last night's live stream. No. Two nights. Halloween. Yeah. yeah uh, Halloween uh, night. I was like, you're not going to be in costume or anything. Because I didn't have a costume to wear. I know. What would we address you as? Chewbacca? Okay, that's not funny. I thought it was funny. What, if I just put a big carpet on and sit here? <laughs> yeah, it would have been good. So I we put on your hat. I said, put on your glasses. Yeah, I had dark glasses. Well, the hat... Um, okay, does, is that a Raylan hat from Justified? Or was that a Yellowstone Kevin Costner hat? I think it's a Raylan hat, isn't it? I do not recall. So Senator. it's one of the two hats, because I really wanted one. And then um, I forgot the story behind it. You said it on a I, it live was, stream. I saw it. It came across my phone like as an ad. And yeah. I, don't, I just wear baseball caps all the time, like what I'm wearing right now. Right. And then, in fact, I got it right here. For those of you that are looking at the at the at the video portion of this, I don't remember. And then Mrs. Four sent money, oh, and I was already looking. I know what this is. What? This is uh, Clint oh, Eastwood. I was just gonna say. I just yeah. For when a few you put dollars more spaghetti westerns. That's what it was. So I asked for it because it really looked cool. And she says, yeah, you can get that. You, She threw out some cash. You bought it. And last night or two nights ago, you made me put it on. And then I just grabbed my sunglasses, you know, uh-huh. just my regular dark sunglasses. And boy, did that make an impression. My God. I, must, I got so many emails. Some of the girls put up a poll on Discord, like if I should keep doing that or not. Well, I think you should, but not all the time. Well... Then it's not special. I can't do it during a world show. That would be inappropriate. That is correct. Um, I don't think that I should ever let the kid film me with his stupid shorts or reels or TikToks. Unless it catches you. Well, but I don't ever. I don't. No, you don't. Not around the house. So, but maybe on a bottom of glass nation show Tuesdays, Saturday night. That makes it all right. Makes it all right. So that was that. That was something I had no idea. I was going to take off the hat 10 or okay, all right, 10 or 15 minutes. I know that's what you said. I'm I'm not going to wear it the whole show. I wore it for a little bit. Let's take it off and put it down. And everybody was, no, 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 no. You got to keep that on. So I don't know what to do with it now. I had no idea that was going to be such a thing. It so. turned out to be good. You looked good in it. Yeah, but you don't want to be my stylist. So you no, can't you take credit for it. No, you go find your own stylist. You can't take credit for it anymore. <laughs> you don't want to be part of it. You just said so. I already gave you your look. You're welcome. Oh, that, you gave me the look and now you're moving on. Ah, you're welcome. All you're right. welcome. <laughs> God. Well, I'll tell you what. I it, It's a good thing in the studio. I, I keep it here. I'll put it on. But something that I'm really getting weird, weirded out about in the studio, you know what an earwig is? Oh, yes, do I. Now, I have a personal experience with an earwig. I'm not sure if they're called earwigs everywhere in the world or everywhere in the country. So I've heard somebody call them pincher bugs before. Yeah, I've heard those. But too. they're just those long, skinny bugs with the little the little tail that has two pinchers on it. Yeah. Now, Oh, it's giving me the chills just thinking <laughs> about it. I've never ugh. been pinched, but... The, we, we've had in our history of living where we live, maybe once, twice a year, you find one. No yeah. big deal. This last three or four months, I've seen them every day. Oh, they were, they're in the house too. I found them in the house. And they, on the studio, I ran into four yesterday at different times, four crawling across my desk. Now, if there's four crawling across my desk, there's 30 in here on the ground someplace. <laughs> I know there is. It's a plague. So I killed them. And then I told the because I don't know how to keep earwigs out. So I, um, I told the kid, I said, just go get some salt. So he goes and gets this big container of salt. Yeah, he asked me where it was. I'm like, what are you doing with my salt? <laughs> Dad wants it. I'm like, oh, gosh. That's all you needed to know. Don't ask any questions after that. Oh, yes. There's a three million questions that ran through my head. And I had him pour it in the, in the entryway when you walk in the studio door. Right across the door frame, bottom, where yeah. you step, side to side, really thick. Now, I haven't seen one more earwig in here since then. Maybe, maybe Just that's what works. I don't know. I don't know if that was it or not. I'm sure there's other ways into the studio, but we leave the front door open a bunch now because it's been nice outside. Yeah, I can hear the waterfall. Fresh air comes in. I dig it, unless we're recording, of course. But I, but I, I will sit in my chair at in the house 
and one will be crawling across my shirt. Yeah, you don't want that. I'm like, you motherfucking at me. I'm standing That's how up. what happened to me with the earwig. You got I pinched. Got, I remember oh, you screaming. I was crying. It hurt so bad. Yep. I was getting out of the spa. Yeah. I don't know if it was in the spa. Had I doubt it. I, I or it was, was in the in towel. The water. And by the time I got upstairs to change, it had pinched me on my stomach. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills just thinking about not, it it was bad i've never been pinched but those are hurt i have seen it with you and that that was bad so i don't like that that and the other one every when i have to go outside and do the four watt and shimmy there you used guys to be, don't want to know what the four watt and shimmy. The, so i'm out there and there's like 900 flies by this tree so i tell the kid hey go get one of mom's you have those fly traps yeah. you put that smelly stuff in there and then every four or five days you you, you rinse it out and put it in again and it hangs in a tree uh-huh. Now, I've seen you use those where they fill up with flies. Oh, yeah. They'll get 700 flies in there. All right. Welcome to the agricultural part of the world. Yeah, that's right. So I go out there to do the four watt and shimmy. He's got the fly trap up there. There are no flies anywhere, and there's no flies in the trap. Explain that one. It's cooling off. It's oh, a come on, man. We we are in the Bermuda Triangle of flies, man. I'm telling you, there's man. No, are you my manning me? I was my man. You got. <laughs> I am not my manning. Stop my manning yo, me. Yo yo yo, my man. No, you're not listening, my man. Listen to me. We got to be in the Bermuda Triangle of flies. How could you? Every day there's 400 flies. The day he puts it up, they're not in the container being trapped, and they're not around. Okay. Come on. No, well, the temperature dropped three degrees that day, so the three-degree temperature drop just coincided with Are you with mocking the, me? Uh, yes. Stop it. Yes, I am. Just stop it. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to catch on to that. You don't can't, be rude. Don't. Don't. You stop. Stop it. Right. Stop. <laughs> stop. No. no. Stop. Stop. I hate, I hate when, when you do this. Stop, stop it. it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not talking anymore. I'm not doing it. When you you mimic me like that, it pisses me off. <laughs> I know it does. So what was up with the kid, the lawnmower, whatever was going uh, on this morning? What wasn't going on? You want? You don't want to discuss I, it? No, I went down to the shop because one of the buildings, and this guy wanted to rent one of the buildings down there, so we're talking, and the phone rings. I'm trying to have a conversation with this dude and his people, and the phone rings, and I'm like, God, this kid would not be bugging me if it wasn't something serious. Because uh-huh. he knows I'm down there for a reason. So I'm like, excuse me, guys. i got to grab this my son. It's probably something important. And he goes, I can't find the lawnmower. What? I hung up. I'm like, you mother. So I go back. He's inside. the one that put the lawnmower on the side of the house. I know. He can't find the lawnmower. So I go in there. We're talking. Maybe five minutes goes by. Calls again. So I excuse myself. I go, what do, what do you want? He goes, look, I can't find the button. Uh, button? That's what I said. I go, button? I'm trying to, what button are you talking about? He goes, the button on the lawnmower. To I do go, what? What button? I go, it's not a push start. It's a pull start. It's got a cord. You, you pull <laughs> the cord and it starts. Uh-huh. He goes, yeah, I know that. He goes, but I've looked on all the Briggs and Stratton's engines in the garage and I can't find the button on those or this one. I go, what are you talking, talking about? What, what? He goes, you know the button you push it three times on the side? I go, that's not a button. That's priming the gas. And it's a it's a black rubber, like a ball. Yeah. And you and it's a diaphragm and you push it and it squ- it's like you squeeze it. You have to squeeze the thing three times. Yeah. He goes, Yeah, that's what I mean. I go, well, then quit calling it a button. A button. <laughs> Buttons are electrical. And I go, dude, it's black. It's like a, it's a, a smaller than a, go, a smaller than a ping pong ball. Like a squishy ball. Yeah, and it's on the side of the carburetor. I got to go. I know that. And I hung up because he's like, "No, Dad, I don't know where it is." And I hung up. Uh. Okay. Now, how big is a lawnmower engine? Even if you had to search the entire thing, inch by inch, how long would you be there? Three minutes. So he finally calls me back. He says, All right. he, you know, when he finally gets his shit together, he calls me back. Now he's, first he's in panic. I can't find it. Then he calls back. I can't find the button. And then I can't start it. By the time he calls back, the, it was the fourth time, actually. Then he was like, yeah, I got it handled. <laughs> he's all confident. I got it done. He finally woke up. Yeah, throw something else at me. That was no challenge at all. I'm like, oh, my God. You were the biggest crybaby all the way up until you finally get to the to the solution. You cross the finish line, and he's walking around cocky about it. 
This is you can be cocky if you did it on your own without calling your father three times. God oh, damn wow. Kids. Anyway. You know, the other thing we haven't talked about, maybe we did talk about it. The pumpkin show, the pumpkin carving show. Did we talk about that? I don't remember if we did or not. We did a live stream. Well, we've we've resided to do um a live stream every the last Wednesday of the month is going to be some sort of a cooking show. Supposedly. Right. And you guys chose to make this one a pumpkin carving because of Halloween. All right, that was good. Um I just don't I I'm having trouble. You guys always sucker me into doing this because, hey, Dad, people want to see you, and it's really funny, and you can wear the big fat apron and the big stupid white hat, and we can all laugh and make fun of you because everybody's part of it, and it's really a big thing. And No, no, Dad, Dad, when it's done, everyone will love and remember you. All right. The first cooking show I did was like an hour and a half. All people talked about after that was was you. You know, Jen X mom tried to tell you, she tried to straighten you out. She tried to show, she was right there on camera telling you what to do, what not to do the whole time. That's all that happened. The pumpkin show we just did. I'm carving a pumpkin. Yeah. Kids carving a pumpkin. Yeah. I got, I showed up with power tools. Yes, I know. You take a turn to go in there and you make your, <laughs> you made that one star child from kiss. Remember uh-huh. you made your pump. That's all everybody talks about. <laughs> the, whole, the whole next week after, so everyone's like, oh, the, the pumpkin show, the pumpkin show, the pumpkin show. I'm getting ready to feel great. Uh-huh. And all they said, your wife rocks, man. She made the best pumpkin. See? You have the best wife ever. Then why are you guys making me do all these stupid shows? Because you're supposed to be on. I'm not supposed to be on it. Okay. You decided to back out and I had to jump in. My ego can't take much more of this. Oh, trust me. I could step away. I could I every could time turn, I go I could in just there. Step away. It always turns over to your wife did great. Every time. The first show I don't know what you to tell you. You weren't even on camera that much and you still won. I don't know what to tell you. Getting tired of this. I don't know. Getting tired. <laughs> I can't stand it. You know, you need uh you need to tell me to pull the trigger and Let's get planning this Vegas trip. You are the cause of my nightmares. <laughs> wow. People like you better than me, and my my emotional state can't handle it. And no, no, no. Your ego can't handle it. And it lashes it. out in the middle of the night. That ego can't handle it. Whatever. I don't like it. Oh, okay, crybaby. All right. Yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah. It's coming up. Oh, it's going to be there, here before we know There's another it. one for you. Oh, Lord. We did, the, we did the Las Vegas show last year. What's we, another one of what? I'm going to tell you. Okay, well, go. I'm trying to. All right, then you, go ahead. Shut your face. <laughs> so I go there. We go there to Las Vegas, and we have the big deal. And, and th- remember, this was a big event. I gave a speech. Two people got married at this yes, event. Yes, they did last this, year. Yeah, and there was drinking, and there was bowling, and there was foods. You know what everybody talks about? No. You dancing. Every no. single time I've me. Been, I'm going back to Vegas. Saw uh, Gen X mom. Did you see her dancing to the Jackson 5 and stuff? Boy, way to steal every. This is, we're talking about an event. Is your feelings hurt? We're talking about a safe room? an event where people got married. Do you need and a moment? You still stole everyone's thunder. Do you need a moment? A moment? I need a, I need a week. You need a safe space. You know what? I'm starting not to like you. I'm just, that's another example of where there's this big event and somehow you steal the show because that's all everybody talks about. It sounds like you're hurt. It sounds like your feelings are hurt. I'm feeling. Do you need to sit and talk about your feelings? I'm feeling left out. Okay. I understand what you're saying. And it's okay to feel left out. Don't you start. That's the (laughs) shit you pull with the kids. I'm not falling for that. It's okay to take a moment. It's okay. These feelings are real and you need to embrace them. And that's okay. You need to express yourself. Nope. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can share it with me. So if you promise to not steal the show, yes, let's get set up for Vegas again. Oh, my gosh. So everybody's waiting. Do you have an automotive story? We're done? We're like... Why are we done? Nobody said we're done. Why are you, you saying we're done? Nobody said we're done. We have no outline or nothing. <laughs> You're the one that said done. Because you always put the automotive stories at the very end. No, I don't. Yes, you do. When did that happen? Every week. So let's change it up. <laughs> Why not? I'm just going there. Jeez. Um, all right. So I, I was thinking of one. It, I don't even know. I think... 
this came to mind because the kid and I have been fighting over batteries. We have battery issues the, other, the last couple of days. So I got one for you that was at a dealership. And um, this guy, you know, this happens at every garage, whether it's an aftermarket independent garage or whether you're a dealership, it doesn't matter. Every person who's in service in automotive runs across some asshole customer who has demands. I know what's wrong with my car, and you're going to fix it the way I tell you. Oh, mm-hmm. they're the mechanic. They're Everyone. the best. Oh, yeah. Okay. They, they, so I, I don't know the beginning of the story because I wasn't involved in it, but the guy had come back two or three times to this dealership, and now the service manager was involved. I think even the general manager was involved because this guy was always throwing a big hissy fit on the service drive, which ladies and gentlemen, if this is you, if you're one of the, if you're a Karen or you go out there, a Kevin, I guess is the guy's version. Of that, <laughs> if you go out there and demand and push and you're so snotty and bitchy, I want to tell you, you have no idea what mechanics can fuck up on your car without you knowing. So don't go in and be demanding with your mechanic. Be nice. <laughs> you come in there, you're going to fix my fucking window. All right, I'll fix your window. But uh, you know what? In a little while, your transmission's going to fall out, bitch. <laughs> and, you know, in about a week. So anyway. All right. Or they'll put a marble in your dashboard. Oh, my God. Stop with that shit. <laughs> so this, they finally, I stepped in. I was, I was overhearing like the third visit or something. And it was a battery. He wanted a battery for his car. And they kept telling him, your battery's fine. There's nothing wrong with your battery. And he had some big, long story on how he tested it. And I tested it home with my hydrometer, my hydro, my, my hydrometer. <laughs> Everybody's got the tools. And here. I got this, and he's like, "Okay, dude, it's your battery." I bought a tester from Harbor Freight, and it said it's bad. And like, yeah, well, your thirteen dollar tester from Harbor Freight's probably bad. So I remember showing up the, like the third time this guy came in. He leaves. There's the car, and I tell the service writer, I said, "Let me have that thing." Oh. So. I take it back, and then, of course, the service writer and the service manager come out to my bed and like, what are you going to do? I said, I'm just going to scrub this guy's battery perfectly clean. Oh, no. I'm going to make it look like a brand new battery. I'm going to put it back in. I'm going to tell him, there's your battery. It works just fine. We got you a new one. There you go. Because the parts department was not giving this guy a battery. And the service manager has decided he could goodwill a battery. He could People, they give away money. They give away stuff all the time. But the service manager just had it. In his head, I'm not doing it. Oh, he was done. Because he could have very easily said, look, to calm this guy down, give him the battery. Let's put a battery. You can write it off. You can. There's there's a budget each month for money that we have to goodwill and okay. give to customers. All right. He could have easily done it, but he, he pissed, rubbed it wrong, oh, so that's man, it. He wasn't having none of it. <laughs> so I said, look, I'm just going to scrub this battery up. So I take it out, take it to my workbench. I am cleaning this battery like you wouldn't ever think. And I'm getting ready to put it back in. Mm-hmm. On the side of the battery, down at the bottom, the guy had carved his initials into the battery. Oh, shit. He had scratched it in there because I looked at the invoice so I knew the customer's name and it was like, you know, CW or something. And it, that, I was like, holy shit. So the guy's going to know if that's his battery. And I just caught it when I was putting it back in. I'm like, oh, oh my God. So if I had gone out there and said, this is your battery, that guy could have gone home, pulled the battery out, and then come back in more, more mad. More mad, yeah. So I looked around the, the, the shop, and <laughs> there's lots of people gone to lunch, and I saw the exact same car that one of my friends was working on. <laughs> so I went over to that car, and I swapped No, out. you didn't. Yeah, I took the battery out of that car, put his battery in their car, because it was fine. There's nothing wrong with the battery. I cleaned up this battery really, really, really good. Did it have initials in it? It did not have any initials on it. <laughs> and I put it in and then brought it out to the guy. And the guy was there at the service drive when he came to get it. And they called me up there. And I said, hey, I, I cleaned up your battery real good for you. And, you know, put it in there. It's a brand new battery. I cleaned up all the posts and everything. It's all fine. They're good to go. And he's looking at it like this. And he's looking at me with beady eyes. Like I'm going to catch it? Like I'm going to catch you. So... This guy leaves and goes, and he looks over this battery as much as he can. You can't really see a lot once it's in there because it's pretty covered. Yeah. So uh, he, he goes home, and he comes back, I guess it was like in three days, and 
everyone was just dreading this guy as he's walking down the driveway. Yeah. I left. <laughs> I said, I'm just going to I'm on break. I'm on. I'm leaving. Yeah. So I walked to the back and it, I was waiting for him to yell and I didn't hear any yelling. So I kind of walked over to where I could see no yelling, but I can see him talking. So I kind of walked a little closer and all of a sudden he saw me and the customer goes, that guy right there, you come here, come up here. You're the mechanic. Come here. So Uh-oh. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, what's he going to do? He takes a swing at me. I'm not going to hit him, you know? It was, All right. I was young. <laughs> I already knew the score here. Okay. But he wasn't He wasn't super mad or anything, so I'm like, all right. So I walked up there. He puts his arm around me. Really? And he starts pointing at the other mechanics, at the service riders, <laughs> at the service manager, lecturing them on how great of an employee I am. Wow. And how what a great mechanic I am. And his battery has never been better. And he tested it himself, and it's perfect. Wow. That was so, probably the last time that ever happened to you. <laughs> no, it isn't. People thought I was wonderful all the time. <laughs> I used to tell people I was wonderful, so they yeah, know. Yeah, we know. So he uh, he never had a problem with his battery. The other customer in the car never had a problem with her battery. Oh Everything was just fine. All you had to do was convince the guy, we did exactly what you said, sir. We gave you a new battery, and God damn it, you were right. And here's your brand new, and it was just a used battery. The same year, the same miles that the other car was, no different. I have a question. Yeah. Could that guy have asked for his old battery? Nope. Not if we're doing it under warranty for free. If he wants to pay for it, yeah. But he wanted it for warranty, so we... No, what I'm saying is, could he... Could he take it? Could he ask to see the old? Maybe he could have asked to see it, maybe. But I, the thing was, is when you get it under warranty, if you get a new battery and uh-huh. we got to take, we have to send the old battery back. Oh, okay. That's how we get credit. Okay. So if he would have said anything, remember, it was a few days. If he would have said, where's my old battery? I would have said, that's already fucking gone, man. Yeah. We put it on the pallet with 70 other batteries. It's on its way back to the de- to the factory. So I have, an- I have another question. When I was working down at the shop, I can't remember how we got on this subject, but when, and it's not just a battery, but when you replace parts, can a customer ask you for the old parts? Always, like, yeah. That's, now, do people know that? Yeah, in California, when you fill out your work order, there's even a box they have to initial before you can start working on their car now, nowadays. And it says, I want my old parts. Otherwise, we're free to just throw them out. Okay. But if they, because yes, in California, because it's such a litigious society, you have to be able to show them your car is fixed. We replaced your fuel pump and your fuel filter. Here is your old pump and your old filter, which is a good thing for most people to do because there's a lot of unscrupulous shops that will say they did all sorts of stuff. But if you at the beginning of working on your car, and ladies and gentlemen, this can be true anywhere. All you have to do when you take your vehicle in for any kind of service, I don't care if you're getting your transmission service, tell them you want to see the old filter. It's messy. It's globby. I don't want tell you don't want it in a bag in the back of in the back seat of your car. You I mean, you tell them I'm not taking it home with me, but I want to see all my old parts. Okay. And that helps out quite a bit, but I mean they could show you a part from another car. You That's what I was going to say is, how do you know it's from your it, car? You don't, but if you tell them that you're looking, if you tell a mechanic, I want to see my old parts. Uh-huh. I may want to take my old parts with me. Mm-hmm. They will not screw around with you because if you do take them and you do have it, you take them to another mechanic, they'd say, that's not out of your car. You know, you have a Jeep Cherokee. This is out of a Cadillac. You know I mean? So the, if you tell people, if you go into a shop and you say, I want all my old parts, I don't know if I'm taking them with me or not. I might take them with me, but I want you to save all my old parts. They have to, and they will. And if they think you're going to take them to have them examined by someone, they're not going to fuck around. They're going to give you, you're going to give you, I think that's do it right. great advice. I think especially now in this day and age, when we own the shop, not saying we did it, but how many customers we had that were professional customers. Yeah. Well, that's like flipping it a little bit. Just saying, you know what? You got to take care of your car nowadays and just figure well, things out. The other thing, the other way that let's say a starter. Okay. This is something simple. And th- th- there's a lot of parts like this. Not every part is like this, but let's say, um, you have a starter bad in your car, and you, I call you and go, hey, uh, you need a new starter. And you say, okay, do it. And I replace your starter, everything's fixed, and then you walk in and say, where's my old starter? And I say, I had to turn it back into the parts house 
for a core credit, which is true. If I buy the starter, the parts house tells me, do you have the old one? If you don't have the old one, we're charging you 35 bucks. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I have the old one. I have the customer's old one. I have the broken one. I'll put it in the box. You can take it with you. Wait, I got a question. Why do the parts houses do that? Because they rebuild them. Oh. So if okay. you take, if I give them the, if I, if I get a new starter and I put it in or a remanufactured starter and I put it in, the parts house wants the old one so they can rebuild it as a core. If I don't have it, they're going to charge me $35 and I'm going to charge you $35. Okay. Gotcha. But, and most, it, it, it not, not to be, a, not to be a cheat, but some people, they'll tell you, say, well, you can't have your starter back. I sent it back. The parts house has it. There was a core on it. Mm -hmm. which is true, but you could also wait and not send the core back until after the customers picked up their car. So a lot of times people say, well, where's my starter? Where's my battery? Where's my water pump? Those are all things that have cores and every shop says, oh, I send them back. I send them back. You, I have, well, you would have had to pay if I did, you know, they could have waited. They didn't have mm -hmm. to send it back today. They could have held onto those parts. And showed you. And showed you and then sent them back. But if you say you're replacing a starter and you don't really replace a starter, it's very simple to say, oh, I sent your old one back. Sorry, it's gone. So they people, that's the way mechanics get around showing parts is they say there's a core on it and I had to send it back. Okay. But all you have to do is go, I want to see all my parts. Before you send them back, that's the that would be the phrase. The terminology you would use. You would, you would go in and say, "Look, you can fix my brakes. You can do a tune-up. You can service the transmission. You can change my starter. I want all my old parts. If there's cores on them, you can send them back after I'm done. But I want you to leave them here." All right, that so was really great advice. Well, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> Lots of knowledge, not the car knowledge in that brain. Well, that's all I did for a long time. My, my head is full of stupid information. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> that's, there's a lot there. A lot going on. So is there anything else we got to talk about? This whole thing on the video part really wigged out. All the decorations are gone, and you just had this big, huge screen because it covers it, and all of a sudden you're big and I'm small. Again, my ego getting in the way. Your picture can't be bigger than mine. Oh, I my I fixed it, though. Goodness. You're small again. <laughs> <laughs> on the video portion, the video, I clicked it right this time. So there was no video portion. I had to put our video, I had to put our video up on YouTube of last week's podcast with just a picture of us saying, I'm sorry, the video screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> you had to apologize. I did. But this one's got you on it. This one's got me on it. So we're good there. All right. How long have we been on? Uh, 53 minutes. 56 minutes. Wow, I am still there. Uh, I don't know. Three, oh my gosh, you want it to be accurate? I don't know, three minutes. Now, you know, by the time you put the intro on and you put the end on, It's going to be good. further away, not bet closer. I know, but it'll you're be over an hour. Me, you're going to tell me, edit it out so it makes it 53 minutes. Here's the problem I've got. Oh God, we have a problem. We do. Let's try and solve it. Houston? Um, Bring it. It's Give it to me. I'm trying to. Four o'clock. Yeah, and your if problem is I'm glad. Let me try to tell you the problem. My immediate problem is you won't shut up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm looking at Hurley. Could you stop for five seconds? Four minutes till. Oh my god! All right, it's four o'clock. Still, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take this anymore. I just can't do it. Um, I got an hour to edit this and post it everywhere. And then that gives me one hour to prepare for the bottom of the glass show, which you refuse to be part of tonight in any fashion. You said you're not going on camera. You're not going on microphone. You're just doing the sheets. That means I have to do the entire show. I have no prep work Old done at school. all. Yeah. It's literally just don't do any prep work, flip on the camera and start talking. Good luck with that one. You'll be wow. fine. That's not very nice. You're winging it. Yeah. Literally. And I'm hungry, too. I'm grumpy. What? You're hangry. <laughs> You're All right. hangry. Gracie, say I goodbye. I have work to do tonight. You always have work to do. Don't worry. You'll be doing it two in the morning. We talked about this. I might. I just might be to catch up on everything. Oh, for Christ's sake. All right. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. 
I got to go. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you had an hour of your time to waste, why not waste it with Gen X Talks? Now, if I get this done, that means uh, Dr. McDreamy's got his walk, something to listen to. That means Two Bears got to buy donuts for the whole dealership. And we continue on from there. Thank you guys for listening. Wherever you're tuning in from around the world, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. Remember two things, wherever you go, there you are. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs> That's right. I said it. Mm-hmm.